The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Justin, and this is The Crowncast. This is a post-react, uh, post-react, unfortunately, to a... Uh, a 2-0 loss to this Toronto side that we've now lost over 180 minutes. A total of 6 nothing too. Uh, it's another frustrating one. Puts the playoffs a little further out of our reach. Uh, our, our normal host here, Logan, is taking a much-needed vacation, and uh, that means that I am joined on mic tonight by someone who uh, I was very happy. Uh, you know, one of the bright spots of the night was uh, that this guy got to join us in the press box today. Uh, so welcome again to Josh from Banks Pearson Soccer. Hey, Josh, how's it going? Um, well, it's it's been better. The uh, the press box experience was great. Um, I just wish there had been a game that was as good as that experience. Yeah, it, you know, you talked in our Wednesday pod about how if you take it to this Toronto team, they're, they're maybe a little frail at the back and we've got an opportunity to score and uh, how this could turn into a shootout. And, and uh, it's very difficult for it to be a shootout when you don't load one of the guns and uh, this charlotte side was not loaded tonight yeah it's been a it's been a frustrating couple games against them and actually i'll just say sort of the canadians in general montreal as well these are you know two teams that aren't known for defensive uh stoutness and you know we just haven't been able to do anything against them as you said 180 minutes of game time we've been outscored six nothing um, I don't think losing to this team is is something that you can necessarily hang your head on, especially now that they have Insigne and Berdendeshi. But I think the ways in which we have is really disheartening. Yeah, yeah the fact that we're not scoring, the, you know, the fact that that we're not really putting together an attack against a squad, you know, like you told us that that is defensively weak and at least challenging. So before we drift too far off, though, you know, we're we're not gonna. This is one of those losses. As difficult as it is and as far out of the, the playoff pictures it pushes us, this isn't one of those losses where we're going to throw, you know, crowns or cards out the window. We're going to do one each. So, uh, Josh, you want to start with crowns or cards? Ooh, let's, uh, let's get the bad things out of the way first, I think. Let's try to end on a semi-high note, I think. I am okay with that, too. Do you want to go ahead and give us your card for this one? <laughs> Will do. Um, so, you know, I don't think anyone was particularly egregious. I thought there were some really bad individual plays that happened at different points. Um, and so I feel a little harsh doing this, but I think I'm actually going to card uh, Derek Jones for this one. He, you know, th there are some good things that Derek Jones does. And then there are some things that really frustrate you, especially when you're kind of have a bird's eye view of it and his inability to sort of quickly move the ball through the midfield, I think really hurt us this game. There were, there were times when we had an open player or we had a passing lane that could have been exploited. I thought, and he had to take a couple touches or the pass out to that player was just a little bit slow. Um, I don't think he had a particularly bad game overall. I just, I think his presence, um, hurt us with with our attacking and, and moving the ball forward yeah you raise a couple of really good points there you know the the first being like this is not a match where anybody really stood out with anything egregious this is not a match where anyone really stood out with you know anything truly spectacular this was you know sort of a 4.5 or 5 across the board sort of match it was bang average uh pretty much everywhere on the pitch that said you know 
I think that the the more important thing or, or the bigger point for me to call out about Derek Jones is if you're going to go into a shootout, Derek Jones is not a midfielder that should be in there for a shootout. You know, you talked about how how he slowed down the attack and everything, and that is a very difficult thing to deal with when you're trying to quickly turn after the ball turns over. And, and you know, I'll say he did a good job of breaking up the play. He did a good job of, of sort of being in some of those passing lanes and making it difficult for players to get through and getting stuck in some. But if your job then is to turn defense into attack, it took a long time. It was the turning of the Titanic to get from defense into attack uh, tonight. Yeah, I and and I think you sort of hit the nail on the head with, you know, it just it felt slow. And I, I think we even saw it during the game where Toronto was really happy to just let Derek Jones have the ball. Um, they weren't necessarily trying to close him down quickly because I just don't think that they felt very threatened by him. I think on paper, the idea of starting Jones in this game made a lot of sense. You want to try to get someone defensively stout in there to help with the uh, Toronto attack. Um but, you know, it just it didn't feel like it worked. This was not the same Derek Jones, at the very least, who had a, such a good game against, you know, New York uh, a few games back. No, it, it certainly isn't. Um, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and move into into my card. And again, this is this is not a card for an egregious display. This is a card and, and I'm known for this and I'll fully admit and own to this. I'll card you if you make a mistake that leads to a goal, that leads directly to a goal. And so again, this week, I'm going to card Anton Walks because the first goal, it's, it's you know, a, a corner that just drifts over the top of everybody. And Anton Walks has the responsibility at the back post to watch that man. And he just watches the ball fly over him, doesn't keep up with it, doesn't track the flight, doesn't get up and challenge, and leaves a free header. It's, it's, in my opinion, not necessarily the best taken header at the back post by, by Toronto, but it bounces in a dangerous way. It's driven into the turf and then up at Kalina, which is kind of a tough thing to save. Um, and, and I just think it doesn't, it's not that easy for Toronto if Anton walks, tracks the run that Anton walks is supposed to track in that situation and at least gets up and causes some difficulty. Yeah, especially when that player at the back post was Lorenzo Insigne, who is... There are two reasons why he shouldn't be left alone at the back post. One is he is five foot nothing. I mean, I think he's five four, so everyone on our team towers over him. And two, because he's Lorenzo Insigne. If there is one player on that pitch that you need to be always mindful of, in my opinion, it's him. And so, you know, I agree with you, Walks. I don't think he had a, a horrendous game. You know, this was not Orlando all over again in that sense. But this was something where when you watch, when you watch that replay, he really is just completely losing uh, Insigne on the back of there. And I actually think it might be kind of a good take from Insigne. Um, I, I'd have to watch it back, but I think he actually might have kicked that ball. I'm not sure if it was a header or not. Um, I think he oh, kicked that ball onto the ground. I'm not positive on that though. It, you know, it was happened really fast. But regardless, yeah. the point is, he was left alone, and he did what he does, which is make you pay for that. Yeah, and and really, all Anton Walks has to do there is track the flight and and get up, and he can clear that ball away. But he he just doesn't. He watches it float over him, 
uh, and doesn't show out to challenge. So um, I, I do want to say this is not trying to call out all Anton Walks' game. This is a card for one lapse in judgment, one brief moment that led to a goal. The rest of this match, Anton Walks is tasked with extra responsibility tonight because our young Frenchman, um, Adil San Malanda, uh, gets a start. Jan Sabasinski apparently picked up a knock in training. And so Anton Walks had the added responsibility of making sure Melanda had his outlet, making sure Melanda had somebody to pass to. It's a lot. And he didn't do badly in this match. He did badly in this moment. Yep. Agreed on, agreed on all counts. And I, you know, I really, I think that in, in a lot of ways, this was kind of a, a boring game, just in the sense of there were some moments, I think, for both teams that were dangerous but all in all i didn't think that this was you know an up and down you know there's chances every everywhere you look and so i agree with you you know walks when you look at it as a whole not a bad game maybe you give them five six out of ten um but in that moment it was a a zero yeah it's it's a really bad one but you know there was enough bad to go around in this and everything so let's move on and, and talk about because Yes, no one was outstanding on the other side either. You know, nobody covered themselves in glory in this one. But there were some good performances. There was some stuff that you think we could be pleased for, uh, pleased of as, as Charlotte FC fans. And so, Josh, you want to give me your uh, your crown and we can move into the nicer stuff? Yeah. Um. So my crown is actually for that man that uh, Walks was helping out, and that was for Melanda. Um, I was very surprised to see him in the lineup. Um, you know, this is a 20 year old coming from the French second division and he's making his first MLS start against a Toronto team that can really score. So I thought it was a really big ass for him. And I thought he, he did well, you know, he, he didn't jump out as amazing, but I think on the bright side, he also didn't jump out as being really poor. The moment didn't look too big for him. I have one little nitpick with him on the second goal where I think he could have been a little bit stronger um, when the ball comes out to Insigne and he sort of whiffs and doesn't foul and, and that sort of leads to a break. But there's a long time between that and when Bernadeschi actually puts the ball into the back of the net. Um, and I just think overall, I don't know what more you could have expected from, again, a 20-year-old making his first start, having been in training for three weeks or something like that, just getting his visa. I thought he he was a bright spot. And I, I think you see why there are a lot of fans who are excited for him because, you know, he's tall, he's lanky and um, there seems to be a lot of skill in there. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that you can't ask any more from him, certainly pressed into service. You know, we've had not the best luck at center back so far this season uh, in terms of keeping players healthy, keeping the, the position stocked. So it's good to see uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything that you you looked at and just went, oh, my God, this guy's going to be amazing. Uh, but he also didn't look, you know, terrible. He marshaled his his passing well. He moved the ball through the position well. There were a time or two where he took a shot upfield uh, with the long ball, and it looked like he's got a lot of talent there. Um, I don't think all of them came off, but, you know, he looks like he might be able to distribute from the back reasonably effectively. So. Uh, and it, like you said, this guy has been here for such a brief amount of time. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, he's also, he's French who and played in the French second division. 
you know, we got to see a little tiny bit of him. He was one of the few players that came out after the match to, to do some press. And, you know, they had to pull a translator over for him. His, his English isn't great. So a lot sort of stacked against him. And he rose to the occasion. So absolutely a great crown for him. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to also stick towards the back of our squad for my crown. And, uh, I'm going to crown Jalen Lindsay, who I think has come back in and re-solidified his grip on that starting right back spot for the time being. Obviously Nathaniel Byrne is in the rear view coming up, you know, as soon as that visa gets cleared up, you're going to have another 30 year old with a lot of talent and a lot of experience and a pedigree that's, that's going to be challenging for Jalen Lindsay to keep that spot but I think he's doing everything he possibly can to show that he deserves it that he deserves to to be in that consideration um he's probably the best crosser this team has right now which is a little bit of a, a praise of Jalen Lindsay and a little bit of an indictment of some of the other wingers uh that we've got here um you know he's getting forward effectively in attack and linking play uh, he's doing an effective job in defense. He's, he's getting stuck in and still, you know, yes, Insigne scores tonight, but Insigne doesn't score against Jalen Lindsay. Jalen Lindsay was tasked with shutting down Insigne and also getting forward and assisting this Charlotte FC side going forward on that right-hand side. And I think he managed to do both of those really effectively tonight. I'm right there with you. And, and I think, you know, he's also helping Milan out in that back. You know, I'm I'm looking at my notes from the game and I just have in all caps, what a ball from Jalen in the 45th minute, um, because he had a couple just brilliant passes this game that really deserved um, better end product. You know, there was the one to uh, Bender who made a run down the, the right channel um, and then no one was there to help Bender. But you know, I, I agree with you. I think Byrne is coming. You know, we talked a little bit about this. I don't think you bring in a 30-year-old at this stage in Byrne's career without the anticipation that he's going to be your starter. And it it's a little bit of an unfair situation for Jalen because I don't think he's done anything to lose the job. Um, you know, he's been good, I think, since he's come back into the team, both offensively and defensively. But he's still a young guy. And there's still plenty of time, you know, the more I see of Jalen Lindsay, the more I really do think that this is a player who for the next, you know, hopefully the next five, six, seven years is going to be a, um, a solid contributor to this team. Yeah. You know, obviously I think the hope now is that Byrne gives us a year or two and, and Jalen gets an opportunity to learn a lot from him. And then Jalen Lindsay steps in and locks down that position and makes it his for, for years. And we don't have to worry about it here, Charlotte. Um, with those, you know, sort of crowns out of the way and everything. It, it, final thoughts, really, this is not a great result. This was not a, a terrible performance though, from Charlotte, we got beaten by, Bernardeschi and, and Insigne again, you know, they got free and they did what they do. Um, I still think there are questions that you could ask tactically about how Latanzia sets the team up. Uh, like I said, I don't think that this is a match that calls for Derek Jones. Their, their attack, their threat doesn't come down the middle of the pitch. It comes from, you know, these wingers and, and marshalling those wingers is how you're going to stop them off uh, offensively. And honestly, what you need to do is put on some some attacking threat through the middle of the field. Um, I think the playoffs are are 
absolutely in out of reach now. There's no chance, I don't think, to get into the playoffs. And so I hope that we embrace the freedom that not playing for the playoffs can give you. The freedom to try weird stuff, to try players that maybe haven't gotten the minutes. Maybe Andre Shinyashiki gets more minutes, you know. Um, maybe we see Chris Heggert back into the midfield uh, getting some of those minutes. Um, you know, maybe maybe we see Jan Sobosinski and Milanda getting minutes together in the middle of the pitch because maybe they're the, the center-back pairing of the future or, or at least they're the key support when Guzman Carujo is healthy again. But I don't know that the playoffs are in the cards for Charlotte FC this season. It's disappointing, but we're an expansion club. It's okay that we don't make the playoffs this season. What's not okay is sitting back and not improving uh, over the, these last few matches. Uh, Josh, do you have any other thoughts? I just think it's going to be a delicate balance for the club and for Latanzio. I, I think in addition to the playoffs sort of slipping away, you know, no, we're not mathematically eliminated, but it's going to take a miracle and a half for us to to make it. Um. Latanzio's job, unfortunately, I think is also, you know, slipping away. And so I think it's a de delicate balance between saying, okay, we're still trying to win games. You know, we're not mathematically eliminated. We could still make the playoffs. We still have to go for it. While also acknowledging that we also need to start getting some of these players who next year, the following year, are going to be contributors to this team game time. Because you're right, this is... Um, this is meaningful game time for young players to to be able to play in the MLS and to be able to do some things without as much pressure as they may face in the future. Um, I, I just hope that we can have a few good performances down this stretch and something to go into the off season uh, to, to build upon. Well, and, and, you know, you raise a really good point too about this probably is the, the book closed on Latanzio's opportunity to become the permanent manager here. You know, the other thing that you got to do is you've got to put the squad in the shop window to try and attract a new manager. You know, you need to try and attract a new manager because the club really needs for the health of this team next season. You have to attract a manager and get it locked down early in the off season so that a manager has an opportunity to help shape you know, player purchasing transfer policy, set up the system, get people involved. And so you need to showcase over these last few matches the talent that you've got, the players that you have available, uh, and, and what they can contribute to whatever the next manager brings in. And hopefully you keep that manager for a little bit longer than Mar was around. Yeah, it would be great if we could make it uh, through a whole season with a manager. Um, that would be very nice to have happen, but uh, who knows? We'll have to wait and see. Uh, this was a subdued post-react, and for that I apologize to all of you listeners. I appreciate all of you taking the time. It was a subdued performance from Charlotte FC, so we are matching the energy to the club that we love uh, tonight. Um, with that, I think we will uh, wrap this up. You will probably hear Josh and I uh, again uh, as I said, Logan's on a little bit of a break uh, for, for a little while. So you'll probably hear Josh and I again for the Wednesday podcast. But until then, uh, good night. Queen City Podcast Network .com.